Welcome to the Remnant Radio Program. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show for 4-4-2019. Just in case you don't know the date. <laughs> but thank you for tuning in. And I want to cover some things. Man, I wish I could cover everything. Um, you know, this isn't really a news program. It's a, it's a program where we can discuss things about the church, about the remnant, those that are truly standing for righteousness in this hour, those that are excited about what God is doing and seeing the gospel taken to all of the world. And it shows us and it tells us about the lateness of the hour. And there's so many people out there that don't feel like they have a community of remnant believers. What I mean is people that are standing for the full gospel of Jesus Christ in 2019 that are bold and unafraid, that really love the Lord with all their heart, that want to be about his business. And, you know, it's hard to find that true, you know, uh, fellowship, and at least in some cities and some places around the world. Some of you guys have great communities, and that's a blessing from God. Others are saying, hey, I feel kind of alone. So that's what we do. We come together and we talk about whatever it is that God puts on our heart. Tomorrow, by the way, just so you know, a little, a little advertisement here. We're going to have Pastor Shane Eidelman. And Shane is a pastor up in the uh, Santa, uh, you know, up up there in Lancaster, California. That was at the San Gabriel Valley. And he is a powerful man of God. In fact, he was just on Fox today uh, to talk about uh, some very controversial topics. And we're going we're gonna to hold those out for tomorrow's broadcast. But be excited and make sure you tune in tomorrow. Pastor Shane Adelman will be on and I will tell you more about him in the introduction of tomorrow's show. But uh, just a little advertisement. And we're going to have more guests on the show more regularly. Uh, we've been dealing with some censorship issues. We've been dealing with some challenges from some of the platforms. But we continue to grow across the gamut. And more and more people are listening on different platforms and we're all across social media and all across the podcasting channels. And so thank you for being part of the remnant. And we're going to ask if you continue to pray for us. And and if you can help support us, you can go to Remnant News Facebook page. That's Remnant News. And you'll see like a red and white, you know, uh, and black Remnant News symbol on there. Click the donate button, and that will take you right to how you can help support us. So thank you. All right, before I just get into all that stuff, because that'll take me forever and ever to tell you about the program, what God's doing with it and everything, let's talk about today's subject. And the subject is Christians with Depression. Christians that are dealing with depression. Why am I talking about this? I should be talking about Trump and, you know, all the different battles that were going on as a nation with the border. And, you know, uh, I think there was just a Chinese spy that was caught down in Mar-a-Lago. I could be talking about that stuff. Why is depression the top news of the day? Well, I'll tell you why it's the top news of the day. Because every day I'm listening to people who are in the body of Christ telling me they're depressed. And that's why it's being called a widespread condition. That literally affects millions of people. It affects Christians. It affects non-Christians alike. And those that are suffering from depression, you know, you can experience these intense feelings. You know, these feelings of sadness, these feelings of anger, hopelessness. What about fatigue? You feel tired? What does the Bible say? Don't grow weary in doing good, right? But yet we feel fatigue. I feel fatigue sometimes. I get this. I, By the way, I've, I've dealt with depression. So, you know, just so that you know, I understand depression. I'm not just speaking at depression or, or preaching to you. I'm speaking with you and standing with you in this, and that's why we're gonna we're gonna talk about this today. And um, and so you know, there's fatigue and other symptoms, and they can be many. Some people just don't even want to get out of bed. Some people are dealing with suicidal thoughts. You know, 
uh, hey, why don't I just drink myself to death? You know, why don't I just take so many pills? And these are very sensitive things because this is very real. This is real in a lot of people's situations. And and maybe you right now, maybe you tuned in today, you never listened to the Remnant Godcast, and maybe God just had it on you know his heart to somehow connect you to this program today. And I'm going to give you some hope in the end. I'm going to give you hope and a way out of this. But first, I'm going to talk about the, the underlining issue. So, you know, again, you may, you may be feeling useless, small, you know, like I said, suicidal, losing interest in things and people and relationships. And, you know, it's often triggered by circumstances of life. You know, sometimes the loss of a job, uh, sometimes the death of a loved one, you know, sometimes a divorce or a, a relationship gone awry, right? And that could be a friendship too, by the way, um, you know, or, or psychological problems, you know, um, sometimes there's abuse, right? There's, there's literal physical abuse. Sometimes there's verbal abuse. Sometimes you just feel abused. Maybe you're not even actually being abused, but you feel like you're being targeted or ostracized or, you know, that you're, you're like a, a target of smears or whatnot. So there's all different kinds of reasons. There's low self-esteem. We're in this, in this, in this generation that's comparing themselves night and day, day and night online, social media to all these people that are portraying these perfect scenarios, right? It's like a perfect, oh my gosh, my life is so perfect. My children are so perfect. My job is so perfect. Look at my car. Look at my house. Look at me. Look at me. Everything is great. And so we're comparing ourselves not only to celebrities, which we've been doing for generations now, but now we're comparing to each other too. And, and you, what does the Bible say? Don't envy, right? But you know, we've created this culture through this, this new world that we're in social media images that are constantly being you know, through advertising and marketing constantly being shown to us. This is what you should look like. This is what you should aspire to. This is success. So is it really a surprise? Is it really a surprise when we look at the the full spectrum here and we see all these different things that are causing these symptoms, you know, that are causing the actual situation of depression, why it's widespread? And now it's really seeped its way into the Christian community. So, you know, the Bible tells us to be filled with joy, right? The Bible tells us to be filled with praise. I can think of the scripture Philippians 4, 4. Uh, Romans 15.11, if you're taking notes today, you know, check out Romans 15.11. God apparently intends for us to live a joyful life, right? And it's not easy for someone who's suffering from situational depression. But it can also be remedied. And, and that's what I want to help us talk through today. You know, through the gift of prayer, you know, through the study of the Word of God and its application, through different support groups, you know, um, I, I hear of great support groups that are happening, you know, in various churches and ministries and, um, you know, I think of Celebrate Recovery, you know, there's all kinds. I don't even want to get into it, right? There's men's fellowship, women's fellowship, you know, these help us talk through things in life, you know, and, and get answers through each other and, and just have that, you know, that fellowship, and, and that would be my next thing is fellowshipping among believers, right? Having that fellowship, you know, having that friendship and, and confession. You know, the Bible says confess your sins to one another. Sometimes you don't want to do that. But we confess our sins. We just, we get it out there. Instead of suppressing it and holding something down that could be super painful that we've dealt with in the innermost being for years and years, you know, when you find a trusted mentor or, you know, someone who you know is a, a trustworthy person, not someone that's going to go gossip about you because you don't want all your business out there to those types of people or they're going to try to smear you or attack you or use it against you. But when you find a brother or 
or sister or pastor or you know a leader that you can truly trust okay and that you you know using your discernment you say this this person really does care about me they want to walk me through this and get me healed and set free and delivered you know when we confess these things and get it out and then you know and then we find the place of forgiveness in our heart and of course you know we get counseling too right i mean counseling and and, and, and getting wise counsel from elders and leaders and pastors and people like that. So anyways, um, let, let, let's get back. Let's just go back for a second here. Forgiveness. Okay, forgiveness. Why is forgiveness important? Because if we don't forgive, are we really hurting the person that hurt us or, you know, the people that hurt us? Or are we actually hurting ourselves? And a lot of times I will tell you the answer to that is you're really hurting yourself more because it's like a big weight that's holding you down. And that weight um, can really, really affect your life. It can affect your attitude. It can affect your demeanor. And, you know, it really holds you back from the future. Because what did God say in his word in, in Jeremiah? He says that he has hope and a future for you. His promise is yes and amen, right? He's got hope and a future. So God has good plans for you, no matter where you are. And I was just talking to a, a dear friend the other night who had a really big battle that he was walking through. And it just so happened that I saw it kind of playing out online. And I called him up and we got a, a chance to talk about a, a short opportunity to pray for him. And if you're listening today, bro, I just want you to know I love you and I stand with you. I believe in you. And I know I've told you that before. But, you know, we, 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 we feel like, you know, the world is ending sometimes. I mean, I had a situation a few weeks back where, you know, um, a situation came in front of me that, you know, was a hurtful situation. And my reaction probably wasn't my proudest moment. Okay. I'll just, I'll just give it to you like that because we're human, right? And and sometimes we react, uh, and instead of being proactive, we're reactive. And I reacted, um, you know, it wasn't like the worst thing I've ever done, but my reaction probably wasn't the best example of who I am. I'll just say that. And as a result, there was two people that were, one of them, ex- especially that were hurt from it. And, even though I was reacting to something and I probably had like in most people's opinion, you know, a, a right, a right to have the feelings that I did the way that I reacted. And because of the position that I'm in as a pastor and a leader, and I just shouldn't be reacting. I should know better. Right. So I had to repent to those people and I repented again. And then I repented to the Lord, you know, too. And, you know, and I felt awful about it. In fact, all weekend I thought about it and I said, how did that happen? I haven't, you know, had that kind of reaction in years. And, and so, you know, we just never know. So we all are faced with these different situations. And that's why it's truly important that we spend time in the word and we really get to the root of what the, what is the trigger? Because sometimes it's triggered by, like I said, life circumstances. Some of the triggers are, are from back in the day. Something that happened to us as a, as a child, you know, or, 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 you know, a tragic event that happened in our life. And, you know, it upset us and we've been like dealing with it for years, you know? So, you know, you just got to think about these things and kind of figure out, you know, um, what it is that's the root of it. And then, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to give you the strength to get healed from it. And that's where the forgiveness comes in, right? So, you know, the, the clinical depression is, is a physical condition, right? And it's diagnosed by physicians. I mean, this is like a, a huge business, right? And, and, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the, um, in the physician world, I mean, it's a diagnosis. It's, it's an actual diagnosis. And it, and it may not be caused by an un, unfortunate life circumstance, nor can the symptoms always be allevi- uh, alleviated, you know, by one's own will. But I'm going to say this, though. I believe, though, that the, the, the power that's in the Holy Spirit, 
that, that God gives us can heal anything. And that includes depression. Listen to me, saying of God out there, because people are out there saying, no, 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 you have to take this pill or, you know, you have to. And again, I'm not against, you know, all pills and I'm not against the medical diagnosis. And that's why I mentioned what I just did when I said clinical depression is real and it's a physical condition is diagnosed by a physician. I said that as a caveat, but I will say this. I believe all things can be healed, all things, because I believe the gifts of the Spirit are moving today. That's why Acts chapter 2, the Spirit of living God came upon the people of God in the upper room and, and it ministered to them. And, and from that day forward, you know, the church is empowered to do the things that Jesus himself did in the ministry, and that includes healing. And so I believe we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. I believe we have the authority to speak to demons, to speak to devils, to cast them out in Jesus' name. And I believe that they, a, a large portion, if not most, of what is, you know, quote-unquote depression is a spiritual attack against the persona of who we are meant to be in Christ. It's a, it's a spiritual attack against our identity in Jesus Christ, which is meant to be a person that's filled with joy and praise. Back to Philippians 4.4, 4, back to Romans 15.11. We are meant to be filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. It's who we are. You know, joy unspeakable and full of glory, right? So he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but what did he give us? Power, love, a sound mind. And he said, you know, be full of joy, you know, be full of joy because I will give you all that you need, the manna that you need, the sustenance that you need. So, yes, I, I really do believe that, yes, there is a clinical condition of depression, but I think that through all things, the Lord has an answer through his Holy Spirit, through he healing and deliverance and you know, I, I really believe that. I really believe that. So, you know, there are some who suffer from depression that, that can, you know, cause this, this, this world of anxiety. And, you know, it's like a, it's like a, a whole alternate universe almost of like, you know, you're in this cage, it's a trap and you feel this heaviness. And I, I've been there. That's why I'm speaking from it, where you're literally like coming, you know, you're getting up in the morning and you got this heaviness on you. You don't even want to get out of bed. And maybe it's, you know, your mourning because the Bible says there's a time for mourning. So the Bible covers all these things. Like, yes, there is a time for mourning. You know, there is a time, you know, but joy comes in the morning, right? So, so how do we break through this? How do we break through this? Because even when I look at Christian literature, and I have some in front of me right now that I'm referencing as I'm doing this podcast today, but, you know, we have to maintain a strong faith in God. We have to hold more tightly to him. When we undergo the trials and the temptations. And the Bible tells us that God will never allow temptations in our lives that are too much to handle. In fact, if you want to see where the Bible says that, it's 1 Corinthians 10.13. And all, although being depressed is not a sin, one is still held accountable for you know our response to the affliction. And that's including getting the, the help that's needed. So, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise and the fruit of our lips that confess his name, which is in Hebrews 13, 15. So if we stand on the promises of God and stand on the promise of that scripture in Hebrews 13, 15, and understand that we do have, and, and there's a way out of this. And and here, here's what I'm going to say right now, because I know the time goes by really quick, and I hope I'm making sense here today. But the time goes by really quick. And so the deal is in the next about 10 minutes or so that we have of the show, I'm going to talk about how, how you're going to get healing from this, okay? Because a lot of us look to other people, you know, a lot of us look to, to other people for answers, for approval, and I always say life is not a big public opinion 
poll. In other words, like, you know, we're, we're so addicted to polling, you know, especially if you're in politics, you're constantly, well, how do people think about this? What do people think about that? And then we kind of go by like the mob rule, you know, well, whatever the greatest consensus is, that must be right. That's not true. Because as, as the hour grows later, you know, things of the Lord are not going to be what the public agrees with. In fact, we're already seeing that happen in, in a major, major way right now. So it's not really the truth. That's not really the way it's going to be. But the thing is, though, is, is that you can get healing. And that's why if you don't get anything else out of what I'm saying today, is you can get set free. You can get delivered. You can find a peace that passes understanding. There is true hope in the connection with Jesus. Because when you plug into his love that he has for you, it is the manna that you need. It is all that you need to get through. Now, I know that not every person in your life is going to be nice to you. They're not all going to approve of you. There's going to be people that are out right mean. Now, when I said I had that situation the other day with those two people, one of them I hurt, I repented to one of those people. He was totally cool. And he was like, absolutely, brother, I get it. And he repented to me and we hugged and it was great. And God did a restoration. The second person, and again, I didn't even do anything that crazy, by the way. It was like, you know, on a, on a scale from one to 10, it was like a four. But I was still um, kind of shocked that I responded that way just because I felt like, you know, I don't know, sometimes you think you've, you've moved beyond some of these things and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, an old an old stronghold rears its ugly head and you're like, oh my gosh, that's still, that's still there, right? So, you know, that's why we got to constantly die to our flesh daily. That's what the Bible says. So the whole thing is, is that, you know, one of the people in that situation, you know, everything was great and we moved forward. The other person held a grudge. And this person is still holding a grudge, I think, right now. And so, you know, I don't want to get weird and keep repenting them because I've already repented and we moved forward. And honestly, they did something in the in the first place to really spark the situation. But still, I shouldn't respond the way I did. So regardless of it, you know, people don't always forgive. People aren't always kind. You know, people are not always Christ-like. In fact, most of the time they're not. So this is why... We have to know who we are in Jesus Christ, and that's because we're in the world and we're not of the world. So, you know, of course, we're not we're not going to be 100% compatible with the things that are going on in the world right now. We're not going to find our identity in, the, in these things, and we're not going to be able to get everybody's approval. And we're not going to be able to. So all these things like social media and everything that's set up for us to be approved by everybody and liked by everybody and to be comparing ourselves, that's actually exactly what we shouldn't be worried about. Because what we should be worried about is where where our soul stands. You know, where where's our soul and the status of our soul and our eternity are we on our way to spend our eternity with jesus christ are we about the great commission here on earth are we about his business are we in his will for our life and as we align ourselves to those things and to understanding and knowing the word of god and, and being you know somebody who applies the word of god this is going to fill our soul this is going to give us, you know, the, I always say it's the ultimate void filler. It's going to fill the void. And as the void gets filled, you're going to see you're going to beat the depression because you're going to feel the purpose that, that you were made for and you were created for. And as you're walking more in your purpose, you know, all of a sudden the depression is not powerful. It doesn't have the stronghold over you anymore because you're walking out what you were made to do. You're in your optimal situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm thinking about, like, a fighter jet. Like, we just, you know, we have, like, the, 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 the most advanced fighter jets in the world, right? The, the generation, you know, fifth generation fighter jets that are out there right now, right? And 
you know, whether they're American or Chinese made or Russian, they're all fifth generation. They have now, you know, ours are the stealth. And, you know, so when that fighter jet's in its optimal, you know, working capability and it's up there, I mean, that thing is doing like, you know, faster than the sound barrier, right? I mean, it's crazy what these things are capable of doing. And they're dogfighting and new, the new avionics and all the different technology that, that they have and whatever. So they're doing what they're meant to do. And if they are in a dogfight with, you know, another nation's, military, you know, and, and they're in their optimal condition and they have the best pilot in there, they're probably going to win that dogfight, right? And they're, they're, so they're, they're optimally performing, right? Or how about when you have a new car? It's like brand new, you know, there's no problems with it and, then, you know, you take it on a road trip and it's just it's great, right? I mean, you, you don't have to worry about it breaking down, you know, you don't have to get an oil change yet, the tires are brand new. It's in its optimal condition. Well, see, that's how we're supposed to be as Christians is that, you know, we got baptized. I hope you got baptized. If you haven't, I would really pray about getting baptized because the Bible says be baptized, right? So, you know, when we're baptized, we're born again. You know, we were born first, you know, into our fleshly body as a baby, you know, from our mother's womb. And then, you know, when we're born again, you know, into the spirit being, into a follower of Jesus Christ, where we've made an adult, you know, confession or a child confession. But, you know, when you're at the age of accountability and you're saying, I want Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior, and you've professed that, and now you're reborn again, you know, into, it's not like some scary term being born again. You know, when you're when you're optimal and you're operating in your optimal you, you know, you're not going to that depression isn't going to be able to have root in your body. You know, just like a brand new car, you know, if you know what comes off the assembly line, everything's working perfectly. You know, they don't have to worry about, you know, the the rut that gets stuck in the engine, you know, all the glut and, you know, when you got to clean out the engine and, you know, all that stuff that later on happens. Right. So as a new creation in Christ, you know, we're strengthened in our faith. We die to our flesh daily. And, and depression has no place in our life. So if it has a place in your life right now, it's not that you're broken or that you're, you know, some horrible sinner because we're all sinners. I'm a sinner that is saved and redeemed. So I'm not living sinfully now. You know, I'm redeemed, but, you know, I'm still a sinner in need of a savior as everybody who's listening to this program is. So, you know, I'm no better than you. Um, you know, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, I would say do that because, that's the biggest decision you'll ever make in your life, to step out of darkness and step into light. And But if you are a Christian and you're dealing with depression, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break it today in the name of Jesus. And it's not just me saying it. It's not just words. I'm talking to you about uh, the authority of the living God, the one who said, let there be light, and there was light. You know, the one who, for me, when I got stabbed nine times at the age of 23, you know, many, many years ago, and I had an encounter with the living God, where I went into his presence, you know, I know that God is real. This is the God, I don't know if you've ever seen like a baby, but you know, we're, we're pregnant right now, my wife's pregnant, we're about to have a baby any day now, and it's like when you're seeing that baby develop in the womb, and they have all this technology now that you can look at it and stuff, you know, oh my gosh, it's a miracle, life is being created. So, this is the same God, the God of heaven and earth, and so, he is absolutely capable of delivering you today in the name of Jesus. So before the show's over, let's just pray right now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power and authority of your Holy Spirit, your word says, Lord God, that you can heal, Lord, the sick, the broken, the wounded. 
And Lord, we're in need of a Savior. We're in need of healing. If we've been dealing with depression, this person that's listening today, and, and it's a secret battle, not even everybody knows that they're dealing with depression, but they have been dealing with it, and it has been a battle. And I just say that our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. So in Jesus' name, break the strong man, break this, this spirit of depression and oppression, and let us see who we're meant to be in you. Let us walk in the fullness, the optimal condition of what we're meant to be in you, Jesus Christ, because you are good and you are holy and we worship you, Lord God. Fill us with your Holy Spirit today. Strengthen us. Give us what we need, the tools that we need in our toolbox, Lord God, to to battle this out and to win it and to have victory. And I just say in Jesus' name, depression, you have no authority over this person's life any longer. We break it today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Praise your name, Lord. You are good. You're worthy of praise, you're worthy of honor, you're worthy of glory. Hey, listen, guys, I hope that blessed you today. God is good. He's faithful. Pastor Shane Adam going to be on tomorrow. Tune in to the Remnant Godcast. We love you guys. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.